0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 531 of the Drug sister Podcast, and with, as always, I'm Tyler. Joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables what's up, buddy?
1: Oh man, I'm doing pretty good. Just trying to get this midnight oil stuff, just, <laughs> 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 oh man, I can just tell I'm just getting kind of tired, but at the same time here, I'm doing pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very happy. It's 2 a.m. here, uh, I'm uh, really, I'm really happy that I, uh. It was about eight o'clock um, tonight. I was like, I'm going to need some some caffeine to get through the night. So I made I made a small pot of coffee. And I drank like three cups of coffee about nine o'clock tonight. So um, ah. I'm running off of that right now. So uh, but yeah, it is uh, for if the, those of you that maybe missed 530. That was part one of the Juncture District Podcast Game of the Year uh, for 2022. Uh, go back and listen to that if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, on what we've done so far. Um, but yeah, like, so far, like we do this every year. This is part two. Um, we did 10 through six. Um, I'm going to give you a couple seconds here. I'm going to run through the list from last week. So if you don't want to know, uh, go back and listen. Um, if not, uh, we're gonna continue on. But, uh, so far Gables, uh, so far at also, by the way, before we get into this, uh, after we do five and four, uh, before we do three we will do honorable mentions so okay that's fine give uh i'm gonna tell you before we start the podcast but also for listeners that's what's going on but so far gables number 10 stray number nine destiny 2 witch queen number eight vampire survivors number seven pokemon scarlet and violet number six pokemon arceus my number 10 so far uh my list so far number 10 pokemon violet uh number nine the quarry number eight strangers of paradise final fantasy origins Number seven, Team and t shredders Revenge. Number six, Pokemon Arceus. So, uh, so far we've got two games in common. I don't feel like it's gonna be the last, uh, but no. yeah, so far right now, uh, things don't change. Pokemon Arceus will be our game of the uh, overall game of the year. Um, huh. But Gables, you start. Uh, did you? Yeah, you started. I started um, so, last time. So, do so you, why don't
1: you go we start? To start this time, Tyler?
0: All right. Well, Gables, number so. Before we get, before I announce who the winner is, I just I meant to do this with uh, when I talk about Pokemon Legends Arceus. I remember talking about this back in January when we're talking about Pokemon Legends Arceus. I'm like, Mm -hmm. if Pokemon Legends Arceus doesn't finish in my top five, this would go down as like just an all time like fantastic year for gaming, and finish number six. And initially it was number five, and there was a late push that bumped it out of number five. Okay. And it's a game I've been like dabbling in here and there, like kind of a cool time passer thing. Um, but it's a game in the last few days that has just taken over my life. You watched me play it for a little bit before we did this podcast. <laughs> like it was Vampire, Vampire Survivors. Um, oh wow. And it's so weird because like I'm typically not into these style games. A like you told me like it's got that Castlevania kind of look. It's that old school like 16 graphics. Uh, I do like the fact that there's like the the blast processor option in the, uh, in the, uh, in the option menu. Um, Roguelikes, not typically on my type of thing, just kind of redoing the same stuff over and over again. Uh, but like, and like I would dabble in, I've been dabbling here and there in the last couple months. months, uh, like just doing a run for like do a couple runs, but I was just never like, I kept, but I, my issue was I kept doing the first level over and over again. Um, but then like, a couple days ago i started playing it and i did th- i did like the second level and i just i got like i started unlocking the relics that would give you better ability to start you off better if In investing my coins smartly into upgrading my uh items or upgrading like damage or your magnet so like you retrieve you know the experience uh coins uh from further away or uh your armor or like or getting the revive so like i started like investing those um smartly instead of just like i was investing them all in like coins and like my experience points before uh and then like i did that first run like i, I kept like before i would get to like you know 10 12 minutes and stuff like that in a good run then like started getting like i got to like that 20 minute run and then i got to like i remember like that first run i did another run i'm like that was really cool i've never done that one before i jumped to another game i did like a 25 minute run and there i got to that moment where like you just you don't have to move and you're just killing everything without yep. moving and it's like one of the like just goosebumps chills like just giddiness of laughing <laughs> all the way through like last night um i was playing because i got this new i got a new monitor for christmas and uh so my parents bought it for me it's a, this 32 inch curve monitor it's beautiful it's you, know, it's you know it's got hd and hdr and all that and i'm like i want to just kind of around with it and see just how good the, the picture quality is. And I, I so that's down I played. I ended up playing it for like over an hour, just sitting here on the, on the, in this chair. And then huh. like, Oh, I'll stream a little bit on Twitch just for the fun of it. Whatever. Just test out. And then like, next thing I you know, four hours go by. Uh, and I, I played it for another four hours on top of the hour plus I played. And then I, I played some more Like, and then like I got up this morning, I started playing it. And then like, uh, I started getting messages from my, my fantasy football group, uh, messenger, and I was like, "Oh fuck, today's Sunday." And I was like, "Football's <laughs> gone. What am I doing?" And then, like, I was watching the Packers game today, and like, it goes to halftime. I'm like, I could probably squeeze a a, a game of Vampire Survivors in. <laughs> like, my whole my whole weekend is like just squeezing uh, in Vampire Survivors. Like, yep. My whole goal this weekend was to play Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, and I played a little bit, but Vampire Survivors has taken every last second I've had of free time mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, yeah, like. It's like you were saying, you were saying earlier, like, it's just that, like, one more game mentality, and, like, yeah. I feel like you start, like, you like I said, like, I wish I would have known to, like, just, like, once I unlock a new level, just go the next, even if you don't beat that level, the previous level, just go the next one, because you're going to unlock more relics that unlock more, uh, game-changing abilities, like, you get the cards that, like, that'll help you out, or, like, uh, you unlock more different types of, like, gun, uh, different types of, amp, like, you know, power up stuff like that, um, I just I mean it's just like so addicting and like and then like finding out like I didn't know for like the first like 5 6 hours that you can evolve weapons I didn't know anything about that and just like discovering that or like the fact that you can like you can c- combine weapons together some some weapons together like discovering all this like the game is all about discovery and just like constantly discovering new things and like work, finding ways like uh, like powering and like combining weapons or combining power ups together um, it's just fantastic like i i like I said i just it it's it, it, like i heard someone say this and i feel like it's the perfect description of game where it's like if you just want to like skip time like you you go on tiktok where it's like you order some food and like i don't have anything to do but it's like I, I got 30 minutes or i got 20 minutes i'm gonna have time to like really do anything or like i can't play a game or i can't you can't play like you know, like a a big a regular game or like a big time game or you can't even watch an episode of TV or whatever. So go on TikTok and that will you know like all of a sudden twenty minutes, thirty minutes, an hour goes by. And this is just a video game version of TikTok. And I don't mean that in an insulting way. I mean that in a good way. Or it's like it's just like you play this game and next thing you know, four hours is gone of your life. Mm-hmm. Or like like I said this morning I played it and like next thing I know it's one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, wait, football's on. Um and it's just it's such it's so easy to lose time in this game it's so easy absolutely because it's just like mm-hmm. i just like i you get to like like I said they get to those points where like you're like you're just getting like when i discovered you can go like i thought oh i got there like, i've never been to level 99 before that's cool and then next thing wait i'm at level 100 wait i'm at 112 wait i'm at 120 it's like wait what and like you just max everything and then like you have like six different ev- weapons all evolved and you're just like you know i'm not even moving and you just like Not even struggling to get that 30-minute mark. Death shows up. Um, Like, yeah. Like, uh, it it is completely taken over. Like, it's been, like, a fun game. Like, I've I've talked about. Like, I keep going back and forth and, like, dabbling in the last couple months, like, here and there. But, like, the last, like, few days, this game has completely... Like, this game would have been, like, a fringe top 10. Maybe number 10 or 9. And then this weekend, it's just, like, man, no. Like, I've been hearing people talk about for months. Like, pretty much all year. Because it's been early access all year. And finally... I think it finally came out, like, 1.0 in, like, October, November. Uh, and then it came to Game Pass. And, like, not only, like, did I if I played just on game, I, like, I just went ahead and bought it. Because it's only $4. Um, and then I bought the DLC. And, like, it's a, I think it's $2 for the DLC. Uh, so, like, I, I was, like, I just want to support this game. And I just, like, if it ever leaves Game Pass, I'm, like, I got it. Like, and it's, yeah, like I said, like, I before we hopped on the Skype call, earlier i just sat there i just played it for like two hours ah. i am like i just sat here and then like well gables have a computer issues. i just i kept playing i went back and played more like it is a phenomenal game like i, I it's a game like uh i'm probably gonna just start playing it like i'm really close to beating Cri- uh, crisis core but it's like and i was kind of like on one goal this week and was to beat crisis core to get it just kind of get off my plate um uh, but i don't think that's gonna happen Gables. i think i'm just gonna play more vampire survivors so that is my number five <laughs> vampire survivors what's your number Five cables
1: okay so number five it is splatoon three okay all right so splatoon three i got on a kick for a while this past year to where i wanted to play through splatoon two before going to three i did that i spent about a good solid 24 25 hours playing through the entirety of splatoon two did not do the uh expansion though i could have done that but i kind of like Purposely wanted to rest myself before starting Splatoon 3. And when I eventually got to Splatoon 3, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I really enjoyed the campaign portion of Splatoon 3. I did like how you could explore different types of, like... Um, there were different types of explorable areas and stuff. I believe there's like, about six or seven or so. I mean, you could skip different ones and go past, like, for the other future ones and stuff, but... I really liked the elements of, like, each stage because each one of them kind of improved upon the last in terms of, like, gimmicks and in terms of, like, like uh, creativity in terms of getting from point A to point B in certain aspects. I really liked how you weren't, like, tasked with, like, researching for, like, specific items multiple times. It was pretty much like a one-and-done sort of a thing. Like, oh, okay. That's how it is. It's like there's so many of these stages inside of this one area That I don't have to go back and things if I don't want to, because there's like certain stages to where you could replay it again, like with certain weapons, you know, like with one of three, as opposed to every single weapon, like it was in Splatoon 2, which granted that gets tiring after maybe like about maybe a couple different times, though, but... At least it struck a perfect balance to where, okay, three weapons. Here's the three weapons we want you to try to clear this stage with. And I did that for a a lot of them, actually. A vast majority of the stages I did. I loved that every time I used my ink to, like, just cover everything in specific areas, I was constantly being rewarded, if not with coins, but in terms of, like, skill points and stuff to invest in the character to make them even stronger in terms of damage output. Or using certain abilities or certain grenades and stuff. I, It felt awesome actually going through the entirety of not just the stages, but also in terms of the boss battles too. Because some of them actually get up there in terms of certain like challenges. Like, like you have to face every member of like uh, the team that specializes in this game and stuff. So it's like... Oh my gosh... Face off against Big Man, the Big Manta, and stuff like that. Uh, that one was pretty fun. No. <laughs>
0: I didn't know that. I didn't want to know that. Aw. You didn't hear Big Man, did you?
1: No, didn't hear him that much. But Bitch. here's the thing, though. It's like I went through the different portions of, like, uh, the different boss battles. You know, they're themed after one of the members of, like, the the current group and stuff. God damn, I forgot their names. But at the same point, the N the end battle and stuff and then the twist with that end battle and then everything else just built itself nicely until like the climax of the game and of itself. I love the final boss. It's <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it intently and stuff like that, but it's like there's multiple tiers to this boss battle. It is fun, but it can be a bit challenging in terms of uh, what uh, normally you were progressing too, but it's not as bad. It's not as bad and stuff because at that point inside the game you have the options to fully upgrade your squid kid and stuff in order to face off. But I'll tell you what is also an interesting aspect is the backstory for how the Inklings really came into be. Basically, basically it's just like a lot of backstory of like okay humans in, like uh, inhabited the Earth at one time and all of a sudden something happens and all of a sudden eventually just came to what we got going right here in terms of Splatoon 3, and what's fun, what's also fun about this game, you know, the multiplayer aspects, even though there's some disconnection issues and there's some online things that people don't like, I really did enjoy trying out the different new weapons like the Torque Bow, or like the, uh, like a Splatana, or like those weapons and stuff inside the PvP stuff, because that was a lot of fun. I don't really go onto the the very much the competitive modes. I love going just like uh, the turf war stuff or like the salmon battle stuff or you know, those little offshoots and stuff that really contributed to my overall enjoyment of it. I mean it just feels good just to just cover everything with paint in this game, you know, more so than it did like in the other previous versions. And that's probably because of like you're always consistently rewarded just from doing little things and stuff inside of Splatoon 3. But yeah that was my number
0: five wow I didn't I did not yeah this list, your list is surprised me gables I'm pretty surprised I I, I thought I I, thought I had a pretty good idea what your list was gonna be and uh you may have put if you made me put like a top ten list together for you uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had it in the order that that you did um but all right moving on to uh number four here Gables. Number four game of the year is a sequel to a previous overall game of the year winner from me. Oh, I see. It was my 2017 game of the year winner. The sequel to that, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, mm, mm. man, like if you if you just want to know how great of a year I thought this year was, if you know me, if it was this podcast <laughs> for, back a, podcast a while, uh, Jesus, I'm having trouble talking now. It's getting late, and I've also had four beers. Um, and also people's, <laughs> i realized i didn't eat dinner tonight so oh shit. that's where i'm at um i am an adult i swear um but uh yeah my number my number four horizon from the west uh i man i i this game is so crazy to me where like where they went with the story mm-hmm. it's like if i i don't wanna i'm not gonna spoil it for people okay. but like if i were to describe if you played horizon zero dawn and then you're like hey what happens in Forbidden West? And I just told you with like out without you playing it or showing you anything for context, you would think like okay they went off a fucking cliff here they jumped the shark, but like it actually is really cool and interesting and they do a really good job of like not only like they've kind of planted the seeds a little bit in like part on the in, uh, Zero Dawn, but like also just like making it work and it makes sense and it's like I kind of can't wait to see worth like. What happens in uh whatever the third one's gonna be called, or I don't think the DLC, the DLC I imagine won't touch it all. It'll probably just be like kind of like DLC part one, where like really just kind of happens inside the first game, doesn't actually continue the story. But like yeah, like I just love where that story went. Uh, they added so many new enemies. Like I love like the they have like the kangaroo style like uh, enemy that you fight that you can just just fucking packs a wallop, man. And then, like, they have, like, the armadillo one that just kind of, like, almost does, like, that m- the milk tank attack from Pokemon, where it just spins into a ball on, like, oh, the, roll the rollout. Out. Yeah. And, like, my god, it just, it can, it's, it, it the first time it did it to me, I didn't know it can do that. Like, I audibly screamed in fear. because <laughs> It was, like, it just came out, of, like, I'm, like, I'm doing a pretty good job against this thing, and then it just fucking starts spitting at me. I'm, like, ah! And, like, it just scared the fuck out of me. Um, and, like, I just love, like, I mean, it does, with like, what you want from a sequel. It just takes a lot of things, like, uh, from part one, like, the first game. And it just does a good job of building upon those and kind of, like, you know, not only building upon it, but also, like, kind of raising the bar. And it does a good job of that, where, like, sometimes, like, you know, they just, like, oh, we we'll add a couple more things here and there and, like, whatever. It's, like, oh, that's good enough. Or, yeah, but they, they do a good job of fine tuning, but also, like, fixing some of, like, the, the complaints people have for part one. Where, like, the first game, where like, you have, like, a melee weapon, but it was, like almost detrimental to use it like it just like you're just better off just like picking people off with the bow or like some of the, like using the traps in this game like i actually i think i used the melee almost as much as i used anything else where like it felt good to use and like it wasn't like like using it didn't feel like a negative like it actually it was actually a really well thing to use um but yeah i just i just really loved kind of like I said i love wandering around the world like i said i, I thought about like legends arceus where like the loop of these type of games is what's important and i love that loop i love wandering around like i love going into like some of these side quests and like you know it's it's a map game for sure but it's like uh, they could do a good job of like some games like there's like the famous like witcher 3 side quest where you have to like retrieve a guy's a fucking frying pan it's like wow this is like a dumb quest And like this game definitely has a lot of those but like they, they have like they have like side quests and then they have like i think i can't remember what they but like basically like they're like errands. oh they're called yeah that's exactly the they're called. they're called errands, okay. and those are like the the retrieve the frying pan version of like here's these like smaller like side quests with like find 10 of these plants or these like little dumb things like you can use like just kind of good job, good way to get like resources and you know level up but like then there's like the bigger side quests that are like Actually, like some of them are really, really good, and I, like I like a lot of them. Like, like Zero Dawn had the same thing where it's like a lot of like the the character development of the side characters in the game, you find in the side quests, and like this game has more. It's kind of more of the same with that where like you have like just like wandering around like finding some of these like side quests, and, like finding some, like I just getting like like all of a sudden like these crazy boss fights or these random uh bosses you can find or like these tribes you can find or like like finding Las Vegas in this game. And like some of the side quest stuff in there, and like minor spoilers I guess for that, but like you can actually like turn all of the, like the the power back on, oh so my like God. all of, like all the like the casinos, and everything lights up and shit like that. Like that's really really cool. Um, but yeah, like I just I loved kind of getting lost some of those side quests. I love the look like, of the story went. I love Aloy is I think a phenomenal character. Um, really like my only really complaints about this game is like it's just more Zero Dawn and like. I think th- so, Like they kind of went too big in the way of like kind of like what Ubisoft has done with like, and not nowhere near the level of like what Ubisoft has done. We're like, but it's, it's kind of like, it's like Ubisoft light in that way of like, you know, like you open up the map and you, a Ubisoft game, it's just like flooded with like re like things on the map. And this game yeah. kind of has that too. And then it's like, you can, you can spend, you can just lose a lot of time looking in the menus. Like, all right, what I got? What do I need to like find here to like upgrade my so I can carry more shit or care like upgrade this this one item or whatever? And it's like I gotta go like all right, I gotta go here to like like I gotta find this random animal, but they're only in this location. And I gotta wander around. Um, like that's like the biggest play I have is like they kind of the game almost gets too big in that way. Ah, uh, where it's just like man, you could spend a lot of time. And you can lose a lot of time like not really progressing anything. And that could be like the frustrating thing where it's like you could spend hours and it's like, I accomplished nothing uh, or I accomplished very little. And that's like my one real complaint with this game. It's like, it's borderline perfect for what I wanted out of this game. Uh, And I just hope that like when they go to Witcher three or Jesus, Witcher, I'm sorry, I got Witcher three in front of me here. Um, When they go to horizon three, um, whatever that may be. And like, I, I've got a lot of things in my mind. I'm like, where the fuck is this thing going to go? Um, but I hope they kind of like, uh, kind of bring it back. Well, maybe not bring it back, but like, don't go crazier. Just kind of, maybe don't go further than what you are. Cause like, it's still a great game. Like I thing is like people love those style of games. So like it, those, like Witcher three and like, where Ubisoft is now as gaming is not for me, but like, I, I just hope they don't go too crazy in that in that realm, like just keep it. Where you guys are doing a great job. Just don't go too far in that direction. But like, yeah, my number four overall, uh, *Her and Forbidden West*, *Gables*. What is your number three?
1: Wait, my number three?
0: Oh wait, yeah. Or no wait, I'm sorry, number four. I'm sorry.
1: My number four. Okay.
0: I apologize. I forgot. I went. I went first this time around. You went
1: first this time. Yeah. Okay, so for my number four is actually *Kirby and the Forgotten Lands*. <laughs> Okay. Dude, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands is such a fun game. And from beginning to end, I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. It has done something that the Kirby franchise hasn't done before, in my honest opinion. I no, Actually, there is aspects of it that has not been done before. And that's a fully 3D platform style adventure of uh, Kirby. And not just any type of like uh, game, more or less. It's, it's basically the type of game to where it feels like a Mario game. It absolutely does feel like a Mario game in the best ways and it's it's kind of fun cuz each stage is like different type of hub worlds. So you have the different type of selectable stages and stuff, but yet the power-ups you get, the way you can go forth and like evolve them, the little miniature mini like uh, mini-games and stuff like that, the little time trials and everything. Everything about this game just contributes it to being one of the one of the overall fun one of the more overall like enjoying games that i have played throughout the year and quite honestly it's it's one of those things to where i spent a good part of the beginning part of my year like playing through like various rpgs and like all this other stuff and then all of a sudden in regards to like uh springtime this game came out it took me a while to get it i finally got it through amazon i started playing it And I was really enjoying the level design. I was really enjoying all the different courses. I love the Ferris wheel world. And all the the carnival world in that regards. That was fun. I mean, the ice stuff was fine. The volcano thing was fine. And then that ending. That fucking ending. That whole final thing. Where it looked like something out of a science fiction movie, dude. Where it's like you're literally seeing this scientific biometric type of creature or something. Like like explode out of a freaking laboratory and start like... Literally, here's that cheat sequence, right? In that Kirby game To where you're running away from this thing and this blob is literally sucking up every freaking enemy's like a freaking like a parasite, like it was from aliens or some shit, and it just go through it just evolves into this chemical like mass and all of a sudden it's like you have this freaking anime style anime like anime final boss battle with this enemy which was so hilarious because the battle itself, that was, it was actually pretty fun and it was kind of challenging in a ways, not like say dark souls, like challenging, like some other popular streamers wanted to go forth and say, Oh, Hey, this is, this is actually pretty tough. This is tough for a video game. Instead of like doing the basic shit (laughs) possible, just bitching for the sake of bitching. But when it comes to this game, the tone of it was fine. It felt like it felt like a Kirby game, but at the same time, this is the most Mario that Kirby has ever felt, and <laughs> it feels fucking great. <laughs> and it's one of those games to where I could easily go back and say, you know what, I'm gonna play through this game again, or hey, I want to finish the last portion of the the after game in order to like uh, go through and complete this or whatever, because it definitely has that type of mentality. But, yeah, it's, gosh, it's definitely, I felt like, one of the most complete games that came out this year. So, yeah, The Forgotten Lands, man, that's number four for me. All
0: right. Well, before we get into our final three, Gables, let's talk about our honorable mentions. Okay. I'll start off here. I got, um, you talk about, I had like over 20 in my list, but I I just, I, I knocked down to a top 15 list here um number 15 closer protocol yeah. um really like this game it's kind of you know it came out late in the year um i like it, i think more than kind of what you you know like the, the average person yeah uh, but i definitely see all the faults with the game but it's like i love the atmosphere i love the beautiful to look at uh i am actually i can't wait to like if i hope they get a they get a chance to make a sequel to this game because i feel like if they get a chance to make a sequel that could be like like you know what I originally wanted this first game to be, like I was looking at this game was like, like I want. If you would have told me before that game came out, I would have thought for sure it'd be like a. This would have been in my top three to five uh, list game. Uh, so, but yeah, like I, I love the combat. I love I, I really enjoy the combat. I hope they can get a chance to fine tune that. Um, but yeah, like I really close. work call number fifteen. Number fourteen. Out of three. If if only this game. Like. If I could just put chapter, I think eleven or twelve of this game, uh, that single chapter. If like, if I just had that one moment, it'd be my top ten list. But unfortunately, the rest of the game is 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 in here as well. Um, and I'm still bad. I'm baffled by. It's one of like the highest scoring games of the year. I think it's like an eighty nine or something mm-hmm. on an Open Critic. And it's like this game is really good. I it's like, <clears throat> I think there's so many issues with this game that, I know the story is always whatever in these games, but like, the ending. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, I playing I can't remember the, name of the the other character you play as, but playing as her just was just a hard right turn from playing as Bayonetta, and she just wasn't as fun to play as. She's very limiting compared to like what you're used to from playing as Bayonetta. Um, it just kind of drags on the more of like the game being more open area instead of kind of more linear was uh, not as fun. Uh, and it's just it felt you know like obviously playing this game it's the switch exclusive but like definitely feels like an old like running down a hallway type of game but like maybe there's a random door here to the left or right you can go down but like you can just they like the invisible walls were everywhere in this game and the fog was everywhere in this game it's just kind of yeah I don't know I maybe my biggest disappointment of the year um after playing Bennett 2 in like 20 I think I played I played it in 2015. And then, you know, this Bannon 3 being announced five years ago and that bu- anticipation of build up and getting this. And it's like it's still a good game. I just I do not understand the love that this game got from reviewers. Uh number thirteen, Splatoon Three was on your list. I didn't care for the I, I actually like just really did not like the the main like story stuff, main campaign of this game. But I just loved I just got really, really, really into the uh the online in this game, like I didn't really get into it in two as much. Uh, I loved the first game back in the day, it was one of my like one of my games of the year, uh, one of my top games of the year in 2015. Uh, but yeah, I just really, really got into the online. I love playing it. Uh, I, I can go back to any Um, number 12, Sifu. Um, mm-hmm. I love how to blast with this game. It's it is uh, like I mean, like. I would love it if they gave if the if they gave the seafood creators the John Wick IP and say hey make a John Wick game uh, in the style of like Seafo because uh, that's like they like they have it and like I hope they get a chance to, like build upon this and make more of these style of games uh, I just loved it like I I waited until they had like the they had the update come out where it's like you can put like a it's not like a like the game is still difficult but like they made it so like it's a roguelike. They made it so, like, basically, it's no longer roguelike. Like, you still age, but, like, you age much slower. So, you get way, basically, you just get way more lives. And I end up beating this game in, like, one sitting in, like, a few hours. Uh, but I love, like, just like, how fast paced it is and just, like, fighting away enemies. And just when you nail those, like, perfect blocks or perfect counterattacks, stuff like that. Like, the boss fights are really cool. I love fun with that. And number 11, also uh, on your top 10 list, Gable Stray. Same way. I loved the story. I like from like the game that has I mean, they the the robots talk but they don't really know what's going on. Like you don't right. really like there's no really idea of what happened to this world and what's going on. I just learning as you go and like I just love like when you get to like a couple of those like areas where like you can talk to robots or just kind of wander around like uh just like overall just be an asshole. Like you can knock over the chessboard, <laughs> uh change the channel um you know scratch you know scratching the post stuff like that just like i just like a love one on the world like even like you know the puzzles were like the game was never like overly hard but like i think this game is exactly like if you wanted like a puzzle platformer cat game like this is the perfect version of that um like this is for what this game is i think it's like the best this game could be and like i feel bad because like i think this game gets a lot of hate um because it's just being nominated for game of the year. And it's like, yeah, like you can argue that maybe it doesn't get that, but like, I feel like we forget how good this game actually was. Like, Mm -hmm. is it like, no, is it like the game of the year? No. Is it no one of the games of the year to some? Yeah. But like, I don't think like, this is not one of those, this is not like a six out of 10 game that got nominated. This is like people, this is like a game that reviewed really well. People really liked, and yeah, Mm -hmm. you play as a cat and then sure that helps, Make this game better because you play as a cat. Like, if this game, if you, if, if I'll be completely blank with you, um, if this game, what you play as a dog instead of a cat, it would have been in my top 10 list for sure. Probably. Uh, <laughs> n- no, not probably. It would have been in my top 10 list 100%. Might have been my top five. Might have been my game of the year. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's pretty easy for me to be, uh, to, to, I'll bow to the dogs pretty easily here. So, uh, yeah, but uh, Stray was my number 11. So, number 15. Close Protocol, fourteen Beta Three, number three Splatoon Three, number twelve Sifu, number eleven Stray Gibbles. What are some of your honorable mentions here?
1: All right, I'm I'm not gonna go as long in regards to this, like, like honorable mentions, but uh, there's three that I have on the top of my head. One of them being a game I did play to a good extent this year. I mean, for 2022, which was Retro Bowl. Loved playing mm. that. That was a good alternative to like Madden. Because that was something I had been looking for. And then I saw that it was for sale. It was on sale on the East i like, okay. I looked up the scores and stuff. Okay, this is getting favorable scores and stuff that people seem to like it. And so all of a sudden I played it. And I played it for like over 25 hours, mm-hmm. I think. The initial. And it really scratched that itch. Because I played like Tecmo Bowl on the Switch's online thing for like almost <laughs> a death. <laughs> like literally like i have five separate seasons like on same states and stuff that i bought that i freaking played through tech mobile with the 49ers <laughs> but uh <laughs> that was a fun game like managing your own football team like having to go forth and either trade players or certain players would just retire or this or that you know that was such a fun like non-stressful sort of like a simulation thing for football you know so there was that obviously xenoblade chronicles 3 that one would have been on my top 10 if not for the fact that i did not play near enough to really substantiate it to be on my game of the year list i think i played them roughly around that nine maybe nine and a half hour mark it's still a solid gameplay it still looks fantastic
0: you just need you're just like 80 hours away from beating the game (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's the thing, though. With these long RPGs, they're a slow burn. They're yeah. not like a something you could finish instead of a weekend. And that's just something that I really wasn't in the mood to try to finish that particular stuff. But I did pick it up over the past week in order to play some more of it and stuff. I truly do like the combat. I do like how everything else feels about that game. The characters are interesting. There are definitely certain story elements that uh, does make this much more interesting. Much more memorable in regards to that so far. But uh, the other game is probably gonna be a game that I know is gonna get some form of flack though, but it was kind of a You Rock. Piece of shit. And that's not because of like anything like substantial, like bad or anything. It's just because that I ran out of time. Everything else, like from work, from the other games I played, and vampire survivor really did pick up a last bit of i I'm,
0: I'm taking vampire survivors on my, to my top that. ten list.
1: But uh <laughs> In regards to that, you know, I played maybe like a couple of hours of God of War Ragnarok and most, and this comes off of me spending almost nearly 30 hours playing God of War 2018 during Extra Life and everything else. Like, I got burnt out of God of War <laughs> after completing and platinuming God of War 2018. Fantastic game. Obviously fantastic game. But, like, for Ragnarok and stuff, I still need to go forth and play a bit more of it. So... Yeah, that's it for my honorable mentions.
0: All right, well, let's move on now to our top three games of the year. Okay. Starting off here with my number three, it was year number four, Gables, Kirby of the Forgotten Land. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, you took a lot of things I had to say. Like, one thing I wrote down, though, was, like, I feel like when they made this game, they said, all right, they, like, they called Square Enix up, or Platinum up, and they're like, hey, um, Bring me the near automata crew. Can you write me a story for Kirby? And this is what we got. <laughs> like, I, I talked <laughs> about, like, you get to that carnival world. And I, my big point with this game is like the carnival world almost comes too early because the game is just kind of peaks there. I love that. Like, it's probably one of my favorite sections in gaming this year. Um, like, and it's like it's on par with like the when you get to that carnival section and near automata where it's like. Like that—that's where I, like I feel like the game for a lot of people like went to the next level. Of like, okay, this game is just absolutely fantastic. Um, I I just love, man, that world. Like, God damn, it, I just kind of want to go back and play that world again. Uh, but like, I, I love the fact that like when I like I was so I was always so worried about this game because I kept talking about like when reviews, I'll wait for reviews and see what they say, because like I don't want to get hopes up because like I played some creepy games in the past and it's like they're always just like. The e the baby version of Mario games like the two yep. especially the two D and three D games are always. But you said it like exactly what I've written down here. This is on par with like any three D Mario game out there. Like, yeah, they Absolutely. didn't fuck around. They gave it like a full chance. It's like man, like I feel like I know Kirby's been around. This is like I think the thirty fifth anniversary of Kirby or thirtieth anniversary this year. I can't remember which one. And like finally, they like this game. I mean, it's not, obviously it's not on part of like a Mario or a Zelda or anything like that. But like, I feel like Kirby has gone up multiple tiers in the Nintendo like spectrum of like IPs here. Or like, yeah, like Mario, Zelda, S tier, Smash Brothers, S tier. Like Kirby's always been like that, like D, C minus tier. Now maybe it's like B plus tier. Or it's like, man, you can pop these out and these games will like have a chance people will actually pay attention to them like these are like yeah there is an easy mode where you could turn this in the baby ass baby mode uh and that's great if you just want that if, like you want a baby version of like mario games but like there is a mode here for people like and not only is like is it not just more difficult but like the the love and the care there and like the worlds are are so different and interesting and fun uh upgrading the abilities like i just like i, I like upgraded like the the sword and the fire to like max ability and just like the fire ability is just like, especially in the boss fights, it's just OP. It's like it's, mm-hmm. you just yes, f- it fuck is. people up and all these boss fights. Um, I love, like, like you said, like it definitely gets more difficult towards the end. Um, and not like, yeah, like I said, not dark souls level, but like, it definitely no. like, becomes like, you can't just like hack and slash or just run in there and do whatever the character has to stop the thing. And you gotta use some strategy here. Um, but Maybe some of the bo- best boss fights of the year. Or like,
1: oh, yeah. Fighting the
0: armadillo, and you just, like, you're like almost done with this game. But then, then you find out. Wait, there's a dodge mechanic in this game. Like I had, yes, that,
1: that's exactly the point where I figured out there was a dodge mechanic. Yeah. It's because of that freaking armadillo fight. Yeah,
0: I think everybody found like it's been there the whole game, but nobody knew it. And then like I love the cat fight, and like, I think that's the, the boss fight in the carnival. Like it yeah, goes that's up the like boss fight in the carnival. Yeah. yeah, like jumping around. Like I I loved all that. The final boss fight, uh, absolutely incredible. That whole last like world where like, you're going up the elevator. I think like you. Yes. Yeah. There's like the there's like the creature in the jar, and then like the lion. You fight the you just fighting that random lion. It turns into the goo, chasing down the hallway, and then yep. it ends with you swallowing a fucking eighteen wheeler, and you're yep. driving up buildings as they fall from the fucking sky. Yep. Like, and the music <laughs> on top of it, it like I said it, it is just straight. <laughs> this game is anime, and uh, like not all that doesn't usually hit for me. But here it did. I love Dude. that. The like Kirby like screaming like it's Dragon Ball Z. Like, ha ah! and like you're like fucking smashing the button, trying to like get in there like it's pushing back and you're going <laughs> back. And it's pushing you back and you're going oh. back. Like you're just going super Saiyan <laughs> on this fucking Yeah, that's right. I'm using Dragon Ball terms. I know. I know some of these words, and fucking just finally like be in the game, and then Gables spoiler alert for the end of this game: your little buddy sacrifices itself to save Kirby's world. Yep. Holy shit! <laughs> like, what is happening? Wow! Never would have thought that would happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, th- this game is phenomenal. Like a game that like I was like. Cautiously optimistic for and thought would be like ah, a fun little game. And this is the game that like I, I played for like an hour and a half one day, and then the next day I beat the game in one sitting. Like I just sat down. Next thing you know five hours gone by. I'm rolling credits, and I'm like, holy shit, I adore this game. Uh <laughs> and that's why um Curve Forgotten is my number three game nice. of the year. Gables, what's your number three?
1: Neon White. Okay. Neon White, man, that game, talk about that pick-up-and-play mentality, like, say, Vampire Survivors and stuff. This was it, for me, the beginning portion of the year when Neon White did initially come out. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. We're on that halfway point, actually.
0: Uh, it came year, out the exact right? same day as Team Antichrist's Revenge.
1: Yeah, exactly the point, right? It was kind of hilarious. It's like, uh, Neon White... You know, it gives me the same feel as I play with, like, Vampire Survivors. Is like, I just want to play one more game, or I just want to play one more round or something like that. Because the initial gameplay is so fast-paced and so well-thought-out and stuff in terms of uh, how methodical you got to go through and navigate these specific stages that they are so freaking addicting. In regards to a lot of the characters and stuff, I mean, I can recognize some of the voice actors from this game from, like, certain anime stuff that I've watched, like, over 20 years ago. <laughs> it's actually that same thing. Like, the main protagonist is actually the voice of, like, uh, from uh, the dub version of Cowboy Bebop and stuff like that. It's, like, Spike Spiegel, I think his that character's name is. But there's, like, voice actors, actresses and stuff I do recognize from other things that I have watched in the past or some where I've, games I've played in the past and stuff like that. But the overall style of this game, I love it because everything kind of like contrasts and stuff so basically the whole like story of the game well just the beginning portion of the game and stuff it's like you like you die and stuff like that and then you have a chance to come back to life and Mm. stuff by going through this tournament like going through this like this particular type of game to see how much like how many souls or something like that or no how many Mm. demons or something you can eradicate before like the end portion of it and each chapter unveils like specific portions of like uh, characters and stuff that uh, you've encountered and stuff. Like you will eventually find out and stuff that you used to be a part of a, like a, like a gang or something that was like a bunch of rob like bank robbers or this and that, you know, jewel robbers or just thieves in general. And so a lot of the different like uh, teammates, and stuff, a lot of different people you come across inside of this game used to be a part of like your initial team and stuff. They each had different codenames and stuff like are responsible for a neon white and then there's also neon yellow neon red neon violet and like neon green and neon blue and all this other stuff it's basically kind of like uh it's kind of like certain shows you know you start off with amnesia and stuff you don't know what's going on and stuff but the character the main character quickly like throughout his adventure or something begins to learn like who he actually is and why these other characters are actually important to him and this and that but on top of that type of storytelling and stuff, you have a fantastic fast-paced game to where you want to go forth every single level and try to perfect every single thing because you keep discovering. Okay, this is a shortcut that leads to this. Oh, hey, I just opened up this portion right here. Okay, I just ranked up and so the assassin sort of like thing. Now I'm like level thirty-seven or something like that. Or now I'm like at level thirty or whatever. This is the type of game where I spent a good solid 10, 12 hours or something playing and stuff, and I immediately fell in love with it because it was so fun. I didn't exactly go forth and beat Neon White hmm. in that respect, but at the same time, it was enough of experience and stuff that, like, dude, this is a fucking great-ass game. <laughs> this is a replayable game. This is something I look for in regards to playing video games because you know kind of spoiler one these top three that i have initial list each of them represent a p- different things of games that i absolutely love so it's like neon white is like more of that comfort food that i have had in games past to where kind of like with vampire survivors and stuff it's an arcade sort of feel you had to go forth and like that type of gameplay but with neon white it's like a quick Pace like things okay i get to discard a card or something i can leap to this and then just use a shotgun and just kill this enemy and then just toss it away and then just use another card and do all this other stuff all the sequence of events until i get the rhythm down right you know yeah man this is that game is definitely one of the best of 2022 and fuck i still want to keep on playing it <laughs> yeah.
0: very cool That's definitely one of those games that's like on my backlog of like Games this year that I want to go back to. Oh at least want to check out so
1: it'll be one of those games you'll probably get like right in between the lulls of like uh possibly around the summer.
0: <laughs> yeah, if there's ever like looking at next year or looking at I guess now we're in next year. Looking at this year. I don't know if those lulls will ever come. Um mm-hmm. but uh all right, we're on number two now, right? Yes. Alright, number two. My number two game twenty twenty two. Plays Plague Tales Requiem. Um, ah, okay. I absolutely adore this game. i I you know I talked I played Plague Tales Innocent last year and I was like, man, if I wish if I would have played the game in twenty nineteen when it came out, that might have been my game of the year then. Um or at least put the top two or three. Like um it's like it's kind of like the same with, I talk about with Horizon, where they built upon uh kind of what you wanted from Innocence where like the first game, where, like I thought I really liked the story with Amicia and Hugo, um and the soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal that's one of like um like we usually want to put the podcast together like the list of some like video game music and like Plague's Tale is like one of those games that's in the rotation of music for me um and this game no different um it's it's something I said like uh when I I talked about this game uh back in November when I first played it or October when October November um whatever it came out um when I I first played it, it was like it is like this is like the best. Like, if you would have told me Naughty Dog made this game, I would have believed you. Like, that's how good this game is. Like, they, it definitely feels like they played Last of Us. it's like, what if we made like a self focused version of, of Last of Us? And that's kind of what this game is. And like, the first game I liked a lot, like I said, I liked the story. I love, I love the, the world building they did with it. You know, taking place in like, I think like the 1400s um, during the Black Plague area, I, uh, I believe. Um, not a big history buff, but I assume so. Uh, with like, you know, you have the rats and like, you have Hugo who can, like, control the rats and, like, the, but, like, semi-kind of control the rats, but, like, also, like, you know, killing, but then they can't go in the light, so you always have to, like, uh, try to keep... be in the light or have a, have a flame with you, solving puzzles and stuff like that, but, like, the game was, like... First game was always about on stealth, and, like, the big frustration of that game was, like, if you ever got caught, like, 99 times out of 100, you might as well just stand there and let the let the enemies catch and kill you, because, like, you're pretty much fucked at this point. And this game, like one of the big focus points of this game was like, it's still a very much the stealth first game, but like, uh, it actually like they changed, they, they really did a good job of fixing the combat in this game where like, you can, like you can add add upgrades to your slingshot where like, it can actually like kill enemies or like, you can like put two rocks in the slingshot once you can do two shots real fast. Um, or like you can knock a helmet off and then, you know, kill them or, um, you get the crossbow you get a crossbow that can kill enemies or, um, yeah, but they limit the ammo, stuff like that. So, like I said, the game is still stealth-first. But it's like... And, like, one thing I really liked is, like... Usually in, like, you know, most games you play is like when they have, like, a skill tree. Like, you know, you do things. You get experience points. You get you go up to the next level. You use the skill point to unlock, you know, ability to upgrade abilities. This game, there are skills involved. You can upgrade your, your weapons and stuff like that. But there are, like, different skills for, like... um For, like, you know, for combat or for um you know your uh like holding items stuff like that uh but and stealth but like in this game like the only way to upgrade those skills is by like using like being good at those skills it's like right. using those skills so like the only way to upgrade and like because like a lot of games like you know you're bad at stealth, but you you focus on you focus your skill points into like upgrading your skill your, your skill abilities or, or your sorry your stealth abilities um you can get better at it and get, that's how you like, that's your workaround. Uh, you don't get necessarily better at stealth. You just, you add things that make it easier to be, uh, for yourself. This game doesn't do that. The only way you, those, those skills go up is by actively using those things and being good at them. And I like that. Like I kind of wish more games did that. Like where it's like kind of like forcing you to like, you can still play the game semi how you want, but they're still kind of forcing you into like this like puzzle. And I like that where like you definitely like, just kind of learning, like, okay, through getting through a section, like, I'm dying multiple times. It's yeah, it's getting frustrating, but it's like you're getting a little bit better each time. And I like that. Like, um, I had a lot, of, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, I, I, hope, I hope more more games take that because, like, that's that's really cool. I like that a lot. Uh, but, like, something I always like when I compare this game to Naughty Dog, I feel like the way I mean that by it is like, not only is like, like a really excellent story, uh, but like, some of the best parts of this game is like it's it's this. It's the characters of this game that are so great. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, like Last of Us or Nine Dog, they, they they make these like great characters. And, like, you like these characters within just you know a couple a couple scenes or maybe a um, thirty seconds of this character being on the screen. Like, you you like your interest in this character. You love this character, whether it's you know it's um, you know uh, Nathan Drake himself or his brother, um, whatever. In this game, it's like. You know, you obviously have uh, Amicia, her, you know, and Hugo and their mother. Uh, but, like, they add new, like they have Lucas building upon him from the first game. But then they have, like, Sophia or um Arnaud, who, like, kind of follow you along and, like, kind of help you through the game. And within, a, like I said, within 20, 30 minutes, it's just, like, a couple cut scenes and a couple just wandering around this world with these these characters. Like, I'm actually, I'm, like, invest, I'm invested in these characters and I wanna see where they go and I love these characters. And I am I'm emotionally attached to these characters. Um and like Hugo in the first game drove me nuts. I call I most multiple times I refer to him as a whiny bitch. And this game, like it's still kinda of whiny, but he's like it's kinda of part of his character. And that's kinda of his part of his character in the first game, but it's just like overly annoying. And this game is like like it doesn't like I actually like I find it really interesting and like it kinda of like it's a big it's a big part of the plot point is him and like cause he can control these rats, but like with his emotions and a little bit, but like there's times where like, you know, he's going through like that awkward, you know, he's kind of getting up more closer to like a teenage years. So he's dealing with that, like the, you know, obviously like the hormones and stuff like that. And, um, dealing with like all of like the things that you go through, going through like the awkward stage of your life, whether it's, um, rage or, you know, just the bipolarness of being that, that, and like him dealing with that and like sometimes losing control of like, controlling these rats, uh, and doing damage to things or he can't like help out sort of situations. I love that. And like with Amicia, like also her, like, I think she's like 1920 in this game in the first game. Cause I think it takes place like, I think like three years after the first game. I can't remember exactly what it is. Uh, but like her also dealing with like, um, you know, basically she's the one taking care of and like, you know, cause like her brother basically has this, this, um, this disease that passes through, um, like, it's, it's passed through, like, the genes, and, like, but it doesn't affect everybody, only certain people, and, like, her dealing with, like, this frustration that people want, like, she wants to keep her brother a secret, there's people that know about, about, like, her, know about him, and, like, trying to keep a secret from other people, but also hiding, and, like, but also just wanting to live a normal life, and, like, the rage that sometimes, that, like, she goes into, where like, she just becomes, like, she just mass murder people, or, like, or, like, you know, the frustration, like, these, like, rage blackouts she goes into, and, like, um i just love like like i said like where the story goes um like i almost because this game is very much narrative driven so this is a game i definitely don't want to spoil for people but like it's definitely like i recommend you play the first game first i would say if you play that you play play still innocence just pop it on easy play through that game uh because i I don't i don't think you'll or at the very least watch a youtube video of like of the playthrough of that game but then play play still working because not only is it like a great story with great characters um because actually the game gameplay is very, very good in this game. And I love like some of the areas you're going to, like you get, like there's one, like a good chunk of the game takes place on this Island. And I love like, you kind of see where the, where it's going, but even like there like, but like the, the, how you get to there, how you get there, even like, you know, you know, a leads to B how you get to, how you get to B is fascinating. I love like where that goes, uh, how crazy it gets. Um But yeah, like by the end of this game, like I was just a complete, balling mess of like snot bubble crying uh just I love that game uh I'm so curious like it looks I'm assuming there's gonna be uh they kind of do like a post credit tease uh but I was like I'm like where the fuck are we going with this like um I don't like I said I don't want to spoil anything but like there's like a million different ways I can see this game going but yeah like uh number two uh Plague Sale Requiem Gables what's your number two
1: all right, my number two is Shredder's Revenge.
0: Yep, yep. I was already writing it down. I, I okay. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, TMNT is Shredder's Revenge. It's, it's, it's a remnant of the past. You know, it's something that I've wanted in modern days and stuff. So it's like a not just a revision, but like an homage to the classic Turtle games, like from back in the '90s and stuff, to where. A lot of the best beat em ups in the arcades, and like even some like on the console stuff, was those TMNT brawlers. If not just the arcade game, but also Turtles in Time, Hyperstone Heist. The Game Boy games were pretty fun as well. But it's not just like the homage to like the gameplay of Turtles in Time that makes this such a fantastic game. It's such a crafty, if not like brilliant, like level of detail in terms of the source material as well. Because in regards to the overall turtles like Mythos and stuff like that, it's like the Dottie Mu and stuff, they just went balls of the wall in regards to having all these different types of, like, content for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff through the characters that were from the TV shows, like, what's the, like, Erna, like, Irma and Vernon and stuff, and, like, Burn and stuff from April O'Neil's co-workers, like that, and including, like, the bosses, even some of the ones that maybe appeared like, maybe for an episode or something like that, like, you have the classic enemies like Bebop and Rocksteady, Krang, you have, like, freaking Shredder, but also you have, like, oh my gosh, you have, like, a... Leatherhead and freaking Rat King and freaking like even some of the more obscure ones than that, you know, like uh like even like the punk frogs, you know, like now that they don't like they're not like bosses or something inside the game though, but they're like collectibles you can rescue and stuff, like Genghis Frog and like Rasputin and all these other ones, like the Shredder named these punk frogs based upon like four dictators. Yeah. (laughs) And stuff, and that's what their main thing is and stuff. But uh God, even, like, the little emphasis, on like, on specific characters and, like, the neutrinos and this and that. But each level felt such, like, each of the level felt, like, a lot of different types of enjoyments from the beginning portions. Like, you just mentioned, Tyler, like, from the last episode and stuff, the details of the Foot Clan. And then you just go across, like, the pe- like the Foot Clan type of the computers and, like, everything else. And then you see the one that just completely does not have a keyboard and stuff. So type it away anyway. Just that little hilarious blurbs and stuff then going to a freaking zoo and stuff. And then all of a sudden you have these animals that are just stampeding and stuff. You have to avoid them, but like do all this other type of stuff. And then like how you can go forth and revive other people by just using a slice of pizza. It's like, here, come on, eat this pizza. <laughs> or how you can, uh, like, uh, level up throughout the entirety of the playthrough. Kind of like another beat em up, say like with castle crashers or even like streets of rage somewhat. But, uh, yeah, man, it's like the – it's it's a Revenant of the Past, yes, but it's such a great quality beat-em-up. It's such a great quality beat-em-up to the extent where it has that appeal like a Streets of Rage or like a Battletoads or like a freaking Double Dragon type of things and stuff. But this is a modernized beat-em-up game that is very faithful to the source material Fantastic fluid combat and stuff. This game would be a blast to play in multiplayer and yeah. stuff for the co-op stuff with a full team. But uh, yeah, man, it's like it's that that ending battle with Shredder, that two-point battle and stuff, and then have Ghostface kill up from the freaking Wu-Tang Clan with that song blaring in the background, narrating bits of things. It just contributed to an overall just amazing, like freaking experience to where I still want to go back and play through multiple times with multiple different like turtles go through with Casey Jones, April O'Neil and stuff. And they're still doing bits of improvements. I mean, hell not even like about a week or so ago, they did like all sorts of various, they did like uh, updates and stuff. And not just for that, but also for the turtles collection as, as well, you know, but uh, yeah. To think that I'd have a day this year where two of my favorite games of the year will be released in the same day. Yeah, Turtles and like Shredder's Revenge back and Neon White. Yeah, back to back. So yeah,
0: June sixteenth. What a day!
1: Yeah,
0: um, it's all you, man. All right, well, <laughs> number one, we already know. I've already said yep. it. Everybody knows. If you've been listening, yep, you know. God of War Ragnarok is my game of the year. Um, it not only is my game of the year, it's it's my, my game of all time. It's the greatest game ever made to me. This game is a master class in gameplay, graphics, storytelling, acting. It's 10 out of 10 and everything. Um, I, I don't have a real single complaint about this game. To me, it's like as if like, it's like if Mass Effect three had nailed the ending, like nailed the like nailed the landing of that game. Um, yeah, they like this is that like this is that this era of what that game like. Man, imagine how much we'd look back on Mass Effect Mass Effect as a whole if that game was like, like it was a great game, don't get me wrong. But like Mass Effect three, were like where if they like that ending was actually just okay. Like it's just crazy to think where that game, like where we that game with that franchise be in the pantheon of all time uh, gaming, and this is that. And like I just love, like we always talk about, like I spent much more time like building upon the previous game. It's like in this game builds upon that, and more so in like with the combat and like the weapons you use. And like cause I don't want to spoil shit, but like it's just the the combat and the, some of the weapons that you use and stuff like that. It's like I I mentioned it at the time, but it's like Doom twenty sixteen where it's like every like it's you're playing chess and like you can see all the pieces you can see the flow and just learning and this like the way the combat flows so much faster so much smoother everything flows together so well um or like in like with the uh you can use the blades of chaos to like you can use as like grappling weapon like all grappling and like quickly shooting yourself up to a platform or like swinging across things and just like everything is so fast-paced so fluid um or like the combat is more fun than ever before uh I mean, the one big complaint really that a lot of people have with 2018 was like, you kept fighting the trolls over and over again. Like every mini boss was essentially just the trolls, and this game just makes up for that ten times that. Where like you are just um fighting all these different types of enemies. All so many different like the side quests like all have like totally different types of boss fights. I don't think like yeah you're gonna you're gonna see some of the same type of enemies or you know multiple times, but like every like major side quest leads to like completely different boss fights. And like, wow. um, there's like a whole section and like, I can't, I don't want to say the realm, but you get to, and like, there's like all these different types of dragons in there. And there's like four major side quests in this one area. And they're all, t- they're, there's different types of dragons in there and they all do different things. They're completely different styles, typically different things. Right. And just going through there and cleaning the whole section out, fighting all four of those dragons was amazing uh i thought about like there's the talking squirrel uh that is played by troy baker that you would have no idea that troy baker is playing the voice of this talking squirrel and he is phenomenal and he is like maybe the worst character in the game and he is awesome like most games would kill for a character that good uh and by
1: the way in regards to that squirrel and stuff it's actually a summon inside of the first game
0: (laughs) that's right he is they i forgot they do they make a mention of that because like they they bring up uh, Atreus brings up to him like hey didn't like they I can't remember what, I don't want, I can't remember what it, what what, it, what he says but like they do bring up the fact that he is uh, someone in the in the previous game but like um, yeah like Christopher Judge like everybody did a fantastic job as far as acting goes yes but Christopher Judge is just he nailed this role he killed this like I he played it perfectly. And there's a scene in this game, um, that just he didn't have to say a word, and just the look on his face, um, minor spoilers, I guess. Um, it's like there's a scene before you go into the final battle, okay, where he's having like you know because they don't know who's gonna live or die, die, and he um has this talk with his son, uh, Atreus, the night before and he's telling it like hey can you tell me a story he tells a story and like it zooms in on kratos's face and just like the emotion from uh christopher judge as kratos the art design the graphics all of that like it just gets to this point where he like pauses, like, he doesn't say anything and it just sits on his face for a few seconds And that few seconds of just like the emotions on his face are second to any acting I've ever seen in most movies, probably any game I've ever played ever. Like some of the best acting I've ever seen. Um, Like I said, this is like a masterclass and everything It's top tier is, is the perfect game. Uh, The side quests in this game are better than most games, period. Um, Like, I like, I love it. Cause like some of the side quests, in this game, like people, we always talk about like the, the uh, loyalty quests, the yeah. loyalty missions in mass effect Two, Right. And this game kind of has that to a certain degree where like, there's all these different, like they're not really loyalty quests, but like you have these missions where you like these different characters, like tag along or it has to do with like you learning things about the past of these characters. Like you just kind of right. like ties up and you like learn a lot about like how these characters got to where they were or how that, where they are now. With like Brock, Sindri, Atreus, Freya, Tyr, Kratos. And they all get their chance. Like not only in the main story of like they all have like their moments to shine, but they have several moments. And then there's these like side quests that you can like have these characters, like like I said, either tag along or like you they're about them. And you just learning about what these characters have been through to get to where they are or, like the pain the that they've dealt they've dealt with are the growing they've had to deal with uh, becoming better you know this game is all about being better uh, and not allowing the the you know what's the uh, what's the term he uses when he kills Boulder the cycle ends here and that's nice. kind of the the like kind of the the crust of this game is like breaking that cycle and like with not just you know with Kratos um, but also Brock, injury, Atreus, Freya, Tyr, um, breaking that cycle. And man, like st- I don't wanna, like I said, I don't want to spoil some of the stuff. Uh, but like, man, like there's one in particular, one like side quest you go on that I, I would l- they could have built a whole fucking game around of around okay. it, or done like one of those like kind of like do a standalone kind of like Uncharted Lost Legacy or um uh Miles Morales, like a like a six hour campaign of just Kratos with this character and that would have been I would have paid $40 for that game and just give me a big section. This is a side quest and this like it, it's on par with any of those th- those games. Um like I said like everybody gets their own moment. Um yeah, I I I have no real complaints. Like the only thing I can say is like the one knock I've heard from people is some pacing issues because there's definitely like if you were to like, like, I love those, like there's certain sections of this game where it's like, yeah, they're definitely like the game. Like where you're kind of more stuck in like this path, more straightforward area, era, area, but like, it's still really cool, but it's like, it definitely, I could see that. Like in, if I wanted to play, like replay this game multiple times, like that would definitely be like a part, like there's definitely really cool, like character building and story implications here, but like gameplay, it's not the greatest. But like mm-hmm. it playing at least for the first time is awesome and I loved it. But like it's definitely like where like I think about like if I had a replay I would rank this game way above 2018, but like I'd say almost 2018 is more replayable just because those sections on the and this game. But like yeah, like I mean I, I yeah, I love this game. Uh have, like the music in this game is phenomenal. Uh, I don't know. It's the weird thing where it's like, it's kind of like, you know, they, there's that rumor of Last of Us Part 3 coming. It's like, I trust them, but I, I, I would be cool. I'd almost rather you didn't because I would hate for like one day Last of Us just be kind of mediocre or bad. Yeah. Uh, and like, if they, I don't know what they do with the future of God of War holds. Well, then maybe we do get a standalone. Maybe we get a 3. I don't know. Um, but they, like, if they went out like this, um, I mean, they nailed it. It's perfect. Like, they should be proud of themselves. Uh, it's, it's like uh, Christopher Judge said in, sp- in his speech, Eric Williams is a motherfucking beast. Uh, and that's why uh, God of War Ragnarok is my game of the year 2022. Gables, tell me about your game of the year 2022.
1: All right. So this also may not come as a surprise. Strange of a
0: paradise, yep. No. No. Uh,
1: <laughs> this may not come as a surprise for a lot of the listeners and stuff like that. And obviously not as much as a surprise for you, Tyler, because this is the first time where both you and I pretty much knew subsequently what our game of the years were going to be. I mean, we each other knew what the top number one, it was just everything else was going through and like thinking, Okay. What's, what's going to happen with this or that or something like that. I knew from the get go, from the moment that uh, I first started playing Elden ring, that when I took the entire month to go forth to beat this game near 100 hours, I knew this was going to be hard to beat for Game of the Year. And obviously, it did not beat... No other game came close to beating Elden Ring. And that's because Elden Ring, in my honest opinion, felt like this is the most complete modern AAA game that I have played in quite a long time. And when I state that, I mean, this is like... This is definitely feels like something from an era to where... Things that need to be patched because of like freaking like technicality issues or DLC stuff or major expansions or something like that or major microtransactions and stuff like that. No, this was a straight up game where it felt like I was playing like I was playing something like about maybe 20 years ago, possibly in the best way possible. And what I mean by that is like the content and how much you got the experience inside this game is massive. The elements of going through, you know, borrowing elements from what had come before in terms of the Dark Souls style of games and then managing and evolving it to the extent to where this is now the gold standard. It's not the Dark Souls of games. This is the Elden Ring style of games right here to where I feel like this has surpassed anything else that uh, really what From Software has done previously and in terms of overall gameplay. It's still fast. It's still fluid. It's still memorable in that core aspect of it. And quintessentially, it's like it's these. It definitely feels like the stereotypical kind of like action game at first and stuff, to where you get to choose your different character class, invest in certain stats. High dexterity is what I went with with my build because I wanted to wield double weapons, and I knew that shields in this game mean absolutely shit. But in terms of this game, why it's my number one. It's not just content. It's not just how everything is serene inside of this Major landscape and stuff looked absolutely beautiful. How music was on par—it was epic moment after epic moment after epic moment. You had boss battles that were memorable, absolutely memorable. Nothing like a shot in the like the shot in the dark or something like that to just be swept underneath the bed, you know. But something that you would definitely remember, like the first initial encounter with Margot, or as I love to call him back when I first started playing this game, Mar <laughs> Margaret, because the dude. Mar got the fell omen. It's your first major boss in this game, mind you, but yet it felt so challenging for a first boss because in order to get to that point, you had to go forth and slog through the initial first initial like major area and of the castle to get to that point. But the thing is, you could have bypassed this entirely and completely came back when you were leveled up a ton and just completely like just wiped the floor with them. That's the thing, that's also a thing I loved most about this game, where this was explorable from the get-go anywhere, anywhere in the time, like, for, like, an open world. The first initial open world Dark Souls-alike type of game to where you get to choose what battles you get to go forth and go against, what bosses that you were going to face first and foremost. Of course, you had the key bosses and stuff that you had to go through in order to try to progress the story of this game, but it was really loose, This was the most Legend of Zelda style of game that I have played, which that's not named Legend of Zelda (laughs) in some aspects. And what I mean by that, it's like it just takes cues where you can just explore any and everything and stuff. You can complete certain things in certain order if you have chose to. But even with Zelda, it did have a set path of what you need to go through and stuff. But with Elden Ring, all the boss battles, all the epic moments... Contributed to such fantastic sort of like and sometimes even like utterly frustrating moments that I had as a gamer to where this was definitely the biggest challenge I've ever had in terms of like being a gamer to where I have decided I wanted to play this game. I had a craving the beginning of 2022 that I wanted to play through an entirety of a Souls game. And what ended up happening was I went hook, line and sticker for Elden Ring and it was the time that I wanted to go forth and invest in it. Whether or not I'd be beating Margot, the like uh, the Fallen, or beating that freaking Golden Knight or something, the first thing that you encounter throughout that entire game because you think it's a freaking small mini-boss that you can go forth and just kill from the get-go, and then subsequently get your ass handed to you because <laughs> you don't have enough power, you don't have enough things because you have such weak weapons to start off with. Or the fact that you're just traveling on a terrain or something, even with that opening area, and then you're facing off against these giants and stuff that are like about freaking 30 feet tall and stuff that'll just literally kill you if you freaking like look at them wrong or something, or just or even like doing a lot of the different side quests to be You transported into a different area of the entire game, like I did, where I was literally transported to a one of the end worlds <laughs> of the mm-hmm. game, like almost from the start, because there was a certain level up item, like level up grind i could go through to get my character to the extent to where it would make it feel more manageable for me to play through the game and even then even when i leveled up every boss encounter felt like it was worthwhile everything from like going through that secret passage and stuff that i unlocked to get to like uh millennia the 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 freaking blade of michela and stuff like that and then getting my ass handed to her because of her freaking combo attacks being so crazy but at the same time like powering through that that memorable boss battle and stuff and then just like facing off against her and then her and I pretty much died at the same time only I killed her first and she <laughs> and killed me next with like a freaking area of attack and I was still credited with that stuff that was a moment in my life to where I'm like I put the controller down on the floor I put pressed my head against my fucking floor my room. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ I fucking did it <laughs> but uh Even with that, even like the battle against Malakath towards the end of that damn game and stuff, that was at times even harder than the fucking Melania fight. But man, he starts off as like a friggin' like cloaked, like clergyman or something like that, this beast clergyman, and all of a sudden he has a second form, and you have to go forth and try to beat that shit. And then all of a sudden it's like... This was, like, he was, like, right in the middle of a world to where you're basically transported into a tornado, freaking island, sort of, like, freaking world, to where you have dragons, you have this and that, you know, you have epic battles, you have this and that as well. Oh, <sighs> But, Jesus Christ, dude, every time that you would beat a boss, that sense of accomplishment would give you, like, nothing had ever, <laughs> <laughs> like, almost nothing that has you know, progressively felt like before until you face off against the next initial challenge. There were some bosses that weren't, like, maybe as memorable, but then again, it was at that point where my character was so overpowered through grinding and doing all this other stuff that, yeah, of course they were going to feel that way. Then there were some challenging ones that that I can remember, like the Mimic one, to where I basically had to beat them by unequipping everything except for, like, my weapons my two swords that I had with me and stuff in order to kill the mimic like, just like that. Or even one of the most memorable boss battles of all time, in my honest opinion, from what I've played the battle against Rodan, Rodan, that freaking boss that takes an entire army just to go forth and battle against him. And then halfway through the fight, this giant warrior and stuff just running up this miniature zombie horse or something going across this desert field and then when you get him halfway damaged, when his bar's halfway, he disappears, and you're thinking, Where the hell did he go? <laughs> and all of a sudden you see a meteor falling out of the sky. It's like, what the fuck's that coming down to Earth? Why is it coming towards me? Oh my fucking god, it's the bomb.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I've shown Tyler numerous times, like oh, yeah. that that one scene in general, and it's like, holy shit. <laughs> And once I did go forth to face the final boss of this game, even after everything I'd been through, I still wanted to replay the game. <laughs> even after all that bullshit, even after all of that, that sense of accomplishment, even after all that, and I wanted to play through the game again immediately after I beat it, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I've went through like a, almost 100 hours of this damn game right now. I think, not right now. I had to play other games this year. <laughs> but, uh, the game of the year for me, and quite honestly, this could be like one of the best generational games I probably have, I will be playing in quite some time, all said and done. Elden Ring. That was an experience and a half. And that was my game of the year for 2022.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, I think uh, if you had us in January 1st of 2022 pick our game of the years uh, for 2022, I think we both would have probably nailed ours. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but if I mean, even with saying, if you look at the the rest of our list, like, I think it uh, shows that um, this was a phenomenal year. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, kind of running through here, everything again. Here um, you know, we have starting off here. You're number, we're going we're gonna to run through again fast uh, for just to, you know, for wrap it all up. Gable's right. top 10 list. Number 10, Stray. Number 9, Destiny 2, Witch Queen. Number. Eight, Vampire Survivors. Number seven, Pokemon Scarlet. Number six, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number five, Splatoon 3. Number four, Kirby in the Lands, Number three, Neon White. Number two, Team and T Shredder's Revenge. Number one, Elder Ring. My, my top ten. Number ten, Pokemon Violet. Number nine, The Quarry. Number eight, Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. Number seven, Team and T Shredder's Revenge. Number six, Pokemon Arceus. Number five, Vampire Survivors. Number four, Horizon for Ben West. Number three, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Number two, Plague's Tale, Requiem. Number one, God of a Ragnarok. So mm-hmm. wrapping it up here, kind of giving us overall uh, scores here. We had four games in common, which I think, mm-hmm. I mean, even though it was a very good year, I think that's the most we've had in common
1: yet. Yes. Yeah. I think so too.
0: <laughs> Looking at last year here real fast. I don't know. Last year we actually had, oh, do we really have that many in common here? We had five in common last year.
1: Oh wow! So one less.
0: Yeah, so we had one. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Uh, but uh, last year wasn't. I think this is much better than last year. But overall, yeah. anyways, like I said, we had four games in common. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I had it tenth. You had it seventh. Pokemon Legends Arceus, I had it. We both had it sixth. Uh, yep. Vampire Survivors, I had it fifth. You had it eighth. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, uh, you had it fourth. I had it third. Team t Treasure Revenge, I had seventh. You had it. You had it second. Um, which looking at points here. Our overall game of twenty twenty two. Who would have fucking thought, Gables, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands with fifteen <laughs> points. So I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty incredible here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna write that down in our uh, Google, uh, Google Podcast Docs here, oh. so that way we have it forever. Kirby and the Forgotten Lands.
1: And it goes up on the root of the freaking, like, a pattern of, like, a Nintendo game going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible here. So, yeah. Or, uh, I mean, I type of. Uh, yeah, so, it tells
1: you how good those fucking games were this year. Anyway,
0: For 2022. Out of, out of 10 years, we've had a Nintendo game, number one, four times. Yep. Um We've had PlayStation game twice. And the rest have been um third-party stuff. Yep uh well until until goose game and Celeste actually we've had two indies so four PlayStation, two indies, or I'm sorry, two PlayStation, two indies, four Nintendo, two third party. So wow, pretty eclectic know, list right? there. So uh, yeah, that is our um top 10 games of 2022. I hope you guys liked all that. Uh, we will be back next week going back, you know, finally it's been uh, it's been a month, you know, we've had four shows <laughs> in a row of just kind of weird episodes. So, um, but Gables and I are going to, you know, uh, we're going to, you know, we did two episodes tonight. We're going to enjoy, uh, the weekend off from recording. Um, and, uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll be, we'll be doing a normal episode. Kind of touch upon all the news? It's been some rumors and leaks out there lately. We'll get into that. And then, um, we'll also, we'll do a normal episode next week. And then we'll, we'll, when we come back in two weeks, we're going to record two episodes and one night again, third time, in a row, we'll do two two episodes in one night, because uh, huh. we're also going to do our fantasy critic draft yep. and results from last year as well. So, um, yeah, check, stay tuned. Please uh, look down in those descriptions down below. You have links to YouTube, app, podcasts, Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that. So you know when whenever we're going live or stuff's being posted, uh, that's a good place to find out when we're doing all that. So, except like, like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends, share as well. But uh, I was host. I was Tyler.
1: I've been Colonel Gables. Thank you very much for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey Gables? Yeah. Too sweet? Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.